Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Icing on Top with me, Savannah. I apologize it's been so long. I'm really not even sure why I have taken so long to record this episode. I feel like I, you know, kept wanting to record it and then I would get sidetracked or something else would happen and I would be like, oh, yeah, I should add that to the podcast. I've been asked multiple times when my next episode is going to release and I'm always like, yeah, please let me know like when that's going to happen too because I would like to have the time to sit down and record it for you. I didn't really know where to start um, on this episode because like I feel like all the time there's been a ton going on in my daily life. So in my last episode, I talked about the man I had started dating. And now that it's public knowledge and Facebook official, I feel more comfortable divulging a little bit more information out there. But of course, not all of the information. I have to keep some things on the DL, right? (laughs) Things have been going pretty swimmingly for Ethan and I. Do people still actually say that anymore? (laughs) I feel like we kind of dived right in, but it all happened so naturally. I had one of my coworkers last week ask me how things were going after I had posted a picture and I had told her things were going great. And she's like, I really wanted, you know, to ask you, but I figured, you know, if you posted a picture, like things were going great. So the same coworker um, that delivered Conrad, that's who asked me, her name is Katina, and she asked me what my favorite thing about Ethan was. I felt like that was a really good question because I feel like in general, like, you know, when you're dating or when you're starting to get to know somebody, like you have a list, right? And you want to check off all the boxes on that list. But sometimes people don't meet all of those boxes or they'll meet, you know, maybe one box or not quite this box or, you know, so there might be like some bends or I don't want to say breaks because that sounds bad when you're talking about a new relationship. But I think that you, you know, you have to take everything into account when you're looking at the person as a whole. But if you think about your favorite thing about one person, what would you say? So uh, it just so happened, you know, that Ethan and I had just had um, a pretty open conversation, you know, a couple like the evening before she'd asked me that about a communication misunderstanding that we had had. So I was on my way home from somewhere and I, you know, sent a text that had said like, I have to work in the morning. Like I'm pretty tired. I'll probably just shower and go to bed. Well, he, you know, took that as, oh, like she doesn't want to see me. And I like, am maybe not as great with like expressing like, oh yeah, I would love to see you, you know, or anything like that. So I think that on both sides, you know, interpretation and on both sides, because I, you know, interpreted it as, you know, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. Like if he doesn't want to come over, that's fine or whatever. So I said, um, you know, this is like, I'm, I don't want you to think that I don't want to see you, you know, where I'd brought it up. So, um, I just told her basically, you know, I find it really comforting to be able to mention some, something that bothered me to him and not have to play defense automatically or be concerned with how the rest of my night was going to go. So if you're listening to this and you've never had an experience with, you know, any type of narcissistic personality, you're like, what? That doesn't like, that doesn't even make sense. But like, I have had multiple conversations with various people, not just one, I'm not naming any certain person, but, um, you know, I already had to be three steps ahead of them. So I would say, well, that really hurt my feelings. Or I feel very upset with the way that that was handled. Or even just like a conversation about, you know, oh, hey, like, can we have a conversation? Can we talk about how, you know, um, 
we're going to pay like the house payment this month. It could be anything, you know, like I was already three steps ahead because I already knew it was going to start an argument. So I already had to be planning for what I was going to say next. And that is exhausting. But like in the mind of somebody with ADHD, like I just feel like I would hyper focus on it. You know, I would just repeat and replay the same scenarios in my mind over and over again. And it just gets to be so exhausting. So, um, when I tell you that, um, I told this man, like, listen, if I wanted to be alone tonight, I would have said that. And he, you know, instantly apologized and said that he didn't get like an excited response. So he was just thinking that I just wanted to shower and go to bed early since I had had a long day. Um, my intention on like mentioning the situation or bringing it up to him wasn't to place blame on to anybody, but just addressing that if he wanted to spend the evening with me, then he should do just that. Like if you had, you know, said, Hey, like I would like to see you, then I don't want what I say to change your mind. Unless I say, no, I absolutely don't want to see you tonight. I need to be alone, blah, 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 which would not happen. But in a relationship, it's about give and take, right? Like, can't just be a one-sided street. I can't just say, I only want to see you on Wednesday nights from five to eight. Well, you know, what if that doesn't work for him? That, first of all, that's not going to work for anybody. Like, let's get fucking real, right? But I think it was really just nice for me, you know, to be able to bring that up to him. And he said, you know, hey, like, I didn't really get like an excited response. And um, it, it kind of maybe would be nice to know that like you would be excited to see me. So, you know, I said, hey, this is my problem. And he said, well, this is my problem. And I said, okay, like I will work on that. And so did he. So he said, you know, I just need some reassurance, blah, 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 blah. Communication and understanding are both so important in a relationship. So Katina listened happily with open ears and asked if he were to marry me tomorrow, what what would I say? And I'm not going to answer that question on here. I will leave that one up to your imagination. But um, to have something come so effortlessly and so naturally is such a blessing. I, you know, told her, like, he feels like home. Like, he feels like, you know, somebody that I've known all along. Um, And when you've been used to living in chaos for so long, it's normal to, you know, self-sabotage. It's normal to question, like, okay, when is this going to go bad? Okay, what's going to go wrong? Like, but that is really negative. And so... that's something I've been working on, but it is nice to feel peace. It is nice to feel comfort. It is nice to feel like home. It's, it's nice to not have chaos, right? Even if, don't get me wrong, sometimes home is chaos. It happens, but just like in general, like it may, he makes my soul happy. (laughs) So Katina, you know, shared with me that, um, her story, you know, she said, I hope that I got these dates right, Katina. Like I may have, I meant to write them down, but I, I might have got the months wrong and I'm sorry. So <clears throat> she may have to come on here as a guest and tell me or tell you guys the correct way. Sorry. So um, her story was that she and her husband met in October, were pregnant in December, got married in May and had their first baby in August. And here they are 30 some years later. Shut the front door. Like she said that to me. And then, you know, she also said, sometimes you just know. And I feel like that's the piece of confirmation I've been seeking. I feel like, you know, my history and my past of chaos and 
um, just even like the way I was brought up and, you know, trauma and all this stuff is it's easy to like, am I just rushing things? Am I just being crazy? But you know, when you, I, I heard this TikTok the other day and it said that you don't, you don't get married. You don't get married when you're ready. Is that what it said? You no, you don't, you don't get ready to get married. Like you don't, date somebody for three years and then you're like, yeah, I think I can marry them. Like, unless you go into the relationship and you're like, yeah, like I'm ready to get married. This is what I want to do. Like I want to get married. That is the person that you'll marry. Does that make sense? I might have to find it and play it on here because I'm like confusing myself now. But regardless, I think that it's important that if marrying is your, if marriage is your intention, right? If your goal is to get married someday, like just like Ethan and I, like, why would I not start out that convert, like our conversations that way? Like, Hey, like, if this isn't something that you're wanting, like you might, you're not the one for me. Like if you can't fulfill my needs or my wants, and I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, like let's go get married tomorrow. Right. But like if marriage is something that you as a person would like to have an experience in your lifetime, why would you not start the relationship out like that? Because you could get a year down the road and they'd be like, I'm never getting married. Like my parents got divorced. My grandparents got divorced. Well, shit, everybody can fucking get divorced. Like that's, that's the easy thing now. Right. Like it is easy for you to decide that, hey, like you just, you know, well, this is, this is over. This is not what I want to do anymore. Even though that's really not true. Like I did not get divorced, but my last relationship, you know, was seven and a half years and leaving was by far one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make because I lived with that thought for a really long time. And I thought to myself, what type of damage would I do to my kid if I left? And when I finally got to the point where I said to myself, you know, my kid can see me so much happier. My kid can, can see his mom happy and his mom be loved right. And I can in turn love him better because I'm being loved correctly. So that's my spiel on marriage and divorce for right now, I guess. But my roommate and I, Laura, we've had quite a few conversations lately about, um, leaving and divorce and, um, I told her that leaving was by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And maybe that is because I have a kid, but yeah, it probably is because, you know, I had left relationships before and didn't fucking think twice about it. Like the time that I threw Cameron shit down the stairway at San Clemente drive or the time that I loaded up everything from Southern Indiana and brought it back here. And I've, Oh gosh. <laughs> Weaving used to be really easy, but when you have a kid in the mix, it just makes it even more complicated. When people ask me what my podcast is about, I quickly blurt out my shit show life. I usually get a laugh out of it and then they'll repeat the question, except my answer does not change. I think people, when they finally listen, they realize, holy cow, like how does so much shit happen in one person's life? And I'm always like, you cannot make this shit up. Like I tell people all the time, I can't make my life up. You can't make this shit up. If only I knew the answer to that question, right? So I'm going to enlighten you in a story um, on or about one of my crazy days at work when the nurses were, you know, around talking and everything. One of our hospitalists, you know, was back behind us talking to another hospitalist maybe, or just doing a report. And she's asked me before, like, Savannah, what is your podcast about? Like, how are you so crazy? What, what is going on? You know, or whatever. So, um, and she's like told the other hospitalists too, that I have a podcast. I don't know that she's ever listened, but it cracks me up. It makes my day, honestly. So we were talking about 
um, when people are like overdue or like nearing their due date, right? And they're trying to induce labor. So everybody knows the drill. Um, spicy foods, have sex, walk. Um, oh God, I don't know. There's got to be more, right? Oh, some people do castor oil. Some people do like primrose oil. Some people do raspberry, you know, leaf tea. Um, there are multiple things that you can do. I would say do not do anything unless you discuss it with your doctor and they okay it because that's a liability and I did not go to med school and I don't want that responsibility. So <clears throat> you didn't hear it from me, but we were talking about, you know, inducing labor. And I was like, you know, talking about how I was, you know, super pregnant and, you know, you're trying to do all the things and, um, like during sex that far along and you're like, you can't even breathe. Right. So you're laying on your back. You're like, this is not working, you know? And then you, you know, bend over and you're like, <sighs> Like, are, are you almost done back there? Because I can't breathe. And she's like, Savannah, like, sometimes you just can't say shit like that. And I'm like, why? Like, you can't fucking breathe. Like, you can't breathe at that point. Everything is big and you feel huge. You can't even roll over in bed without, like, sitting up like a turtle because, you know, you're on your shell and you're like, oh, this is not working out. But regardless. So she's like, Savannah, like, you can't just say stuff like that. Like, sometimes I'm like, what the hell is even happening around here? And I'm like, well, I'm just here to bring you some comic relief for your day. So while some stories Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, are really, you know, funny like that at work or great like that, um, there were a couple weeks ago that there was a really, you know, rough week at work. So I wanted to talk about that. You know, as a healthcare worker, I feel like we suppress so much and we witness a lot of ugly in the world. Um and it seems like things go in waves, right? Like things will be really great and then things will be really bad. Um, and I don't I don't have a reason for it. Um, I don't have, you know, any – I don't have any idea why that happens. But that's how that works, right? So um, especially in the field of nursing that I work in, um, it's really hard for me not to ask why bad things happen to good people. A lot of people think, you know – uh, labor and delivery is just rainbows and roses. That is the furthest thing from the truth. And if anybody ever says that, stop them dead in their tracks because some days are really nasty and really ugly. Um, unfortunately, I think that, you know, you, you have to just look past that. You can't, you can't become jaded and, you know, question everything, but you just have to, ha you know, continue to have faith, um, that God is working, you know, in ways that we don't always understand. Uh, I have a, a new orientee following me at work and she is like a brand new nurse. So straight out of grad or straight out of college, just graduated. Um, she had the opportunity to be involved in the care of a, um, demise patient mom. And she, um, you know, said I struggled really bad. You know, that was really hard on me. And I, you know, I of course was like, of course it was hard on you. Um, it's hard on everybody involved. Um, nobody should have to deliver a dead baby. Um, what a cruel and dark place this world is. And on the flip side of that comment, I also explained, you know, that the mothers that, you know, come to us for demise care or whether they know they're coming to us for demise care or not, they will never forget your face. Um, and they will never forget the way that you treated them and the way that you treated their baby. Right. So the thing about it is, is that whether the baby is born alive or born sleeping, um, our care afterwards is pretty much, pretty much the same. You know, they still get a bath, they still get dressed, they still get pictures, they get footprints. Um, 
Does that mean that it's a different journey for that mom? Absolutely. Does that mean that we treat them differently? No. There may be a little bit more silence in the room, right? But silence and standing there in silence is better than standing there and filling the space with words that could be taken as hurtful when that's not our intention or our goal at all. So um, I think that it's really important for new grads going into labor and delivery to just kind of, you know, keep in mind that it's important work too. And those people who, you know, have a demise, they will come back and they will probably ask for you to take care of them the second time when their baby is born, you know, breathing this time. And you are there to support them. You are there, you know, in their weakest of times and they are, you know, forever grateful for your support. And those days are the days where I leave work exhausted, but I also leave feeling really fulfilled. Um, <clears throat> on that note, I have had a really, you know, great stretch of patience the last couple of weeks. And I always jokingly say like, when I have a great stretch of patience, I'm going to have a really shitty stretch of patience coming up, but that's not always the truth. But I do want to touch on, um, what some of you guys may not know about, um, nursing or like nursing um, recognition. So, you know, hospitals all across um, the board are doing things, you know, to increase retention or um, accept giving raises, you know, unfortunately we saw that go right down the drain. But um, one way that you can recognize your nurse, and if you don't know this, this is a really great way. And I don't know if there's a time limit on it, you might have to check on it, but um, there's this thing called a Daisy Award. And I think it's, really wonderful because then it's coming directly from the patient, right? So we have these pink survey cards, you know, and people can fill them out at the end of their stay, but like nothing really happens to them once they are given to management. Um, We can use them for like exceed points to get, you know, a bonus or whatever, but some people don't always do that because it is a lot of work to put everything in. So a DAISY award though is like a national recognition and that just lets us know like, hey, I you know, had this really great care from this nurse at this hospital, and this is her name, and I would recommend anybody who is going to that hospital in her care or in this unit to have her for your care. And that is across the board as far as like ortho, um, neuro, cardiovascular, oncology, med surge, labor and delivery, obviously, um, everything. It's everything. So if you have at any time in your life been impacted by the care of somebody, a great nurse at a hospital, please consider giving them a DAISY award if you are just completely elated with their care and just very happy with how you were treated and everything like that. Um, that that to me is more meaningful than getting an email about a pink, um, you know, survey card. So uh, just maybe look into that if you have a really great hospital stay. So All right, so on this little segment of the episode, I am going to enlighten you in my Apple Watch story because, again, you cannot make this shit up. So um, one morning after working the day before, um, I was looking for my Apple Watch, and I uh, typically take it off, and I turn it off when I get home from work. And I remember taking it off at work because I had just gotten a new tattoo, and I thought maybe I had left it, like, in my work locker um, or in the dirty linen, of course, Um, this is on a Saturday too. So of course I called the unit 
and texted, you know, a, a girl at work. And I was like, is there any way you can go and look in my locker or like maybe in this linen bag? Like it may have been like in the pocket of my jacket. I swear I remember putting it back on, but I also could have possibly taken it off on my way home. Like sometimes it's just a sensory thing. It just feels too tight and it's just kind of constricting. So I, um, called the linen services because they gave me the number and, um, they were like, oh yeah, you're going to have to call like the factory. And so I actually do think I called them on a Saturday. Um, and the guy was like, oh shit. And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you so much for helping me, buddy. Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? And so apparently all of the laundry from the hospital, if you guys did not know this, um, gets shipped to this factory and they gets dumped out on conveyor belts. And I was like, listen, like, this is my Apple watch. Um, like, do you feel like I, you know, am going to get it back? Like what, what's the chances I'm actually going to get it back? And he's like, you do not want to go like, and look through all of those bins downstairs. Like those bins in the hospital are nasty. Like they're, there's, I can tell you they are nasty. I know that what is on all of those washcloths and everything and just bedding. I mean, it's the whole hospital laundry system, right? So um, he's like, I will give you my driver's license number and my name. And if you don't get it back, you can put a hit out on me. And I was like, sir, do not fucking tell me that because nurses are fucking crazy. So, um, he was like, if you don't hear from us by midweek, like, you know, call, go ahead and call us back. So I called him midweek and they still, you know, hadn't found anything. And I was like, man, like, I swear to you, like, I don't know where else this would be. And I kind of was just like, well, this is a lost cause at this point, right? Like, and it was almost paid off on our phone bill too. Like I bought it through Verizon because it was cheaper um, than buying it from like Best Buy or something like that at the time. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I was like, son of a biscuit. Like it was like a hundred dollars from being paid off, but regardless. So I was sitting at the house, um, like probably at the end of that next week, maybe. No, actually it was like a little bit further than that. I think it was like around Memorial Day. God, maybe it was in March when this happened. I do not remember the timeline of this. Anyways, um, I got a ping notification <clears throat> that my Apple Watch had been located because at the this time it had just said that it was still at the hospital. It hadn't moved from there and I marked it as lost and like I locked it. So like if anybody found it, they couldn't use it and like it had my number on it or whatever. So I got a ping that my Apple Watch was 900 feet away. <clears throat> And then it got a little bit further away. Like I got a ping that it was over by like Peabody, the nursing home here in town. Um, and I was like, that's so weird. Like, I wonder if like maybe a kid found it and like picked it up or something. Maybe it found it fell out of my car. Right. Um, and so I'm sitting here and I'm like, shit, it was fucking trash pickup this morning. And apparently, or, and it was recycling pickup too, I think. So it was in the trash the whole time. Like there was a reason, I forget what the reason was, but like the trash didn't go out. Maybe we just didn't put the trash out the week before because we didn't need it. We didn't fill the trash can or whatever. So, um, it was off. So that's why it never alerted me that it was nearby. And I didn't even think to go through the trash, but I must've taken it off and set it on the Island. And then I would have like pulled my work bag or like my purse off. So, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you cannot make this shit up. Like, and so I had to call the dump, right? Because like, I have to try for all of the last ditch efforts because then I got a notification 
well, before this, before I called the dump, I got a notification that it was at the dump, right? Three minutes ago. And so I called and I'm like, hey, strange question. Um, Can you tell me, am I able to come and go through this, you know, pile that maybe just got dropped off? Like, I think the truck just dropped off. And he's like, I really appreciate like your eagerness. However, one, that's a felony. And two, that is not safe. He's like, if it's already... It's pinging here. He was like three minutes ago. He was like, it's buried already. Um, so yeah, that was, I was a little bit upset about it, but needless to say, it goes on a little bit more. I ordered a new Apple watch and I was going to have it shipped to my parents, my mom's house, because my mom was going to be there to sign for it. Right. And I'm thinking, well, I think the last time I got one, like, or my phone or something delivered, like somebody had to sign for it. Right. Okay, so I changed the address, I swear to you, in the computer, everything in my phone, and it was going to, the first numbers are 4-7, and um, everything was right. I got a notification that it had been delivered, no picture, it was just with UPS, and I was like, man. And so I'm looking, and it says that the shipping address is the correct place. However, it shows that it was delivered in North Manchester, and our old address started with 4 <clears throat> And I drove by the old house. I did not see it on the front porch or the back porch. And I reached out to them and reached out to Apple. And I was like, are you serious right now? Like I changed the address and they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and review it. Do you want us to replace it or refund it? And I was like, just refund it at this point because obviously me changing everything is not working. So I had to then reorder it. Um, through, I ordered it through Best Buy that time and I got it that time, but I could not believe that it went to my old address, right? Like I'm like on top of every fucking thing going on right now. Like, of course it would go to the old address. So it's just frustrating. So my points to this story are one, just keep track of your shit, right? Don't lose it like me all the time. And then two, Um, recycle because clearly the landfill is completely overfilled and it's disgusting. Like we are disgusting human beings. We cannot do that. The landfill, this is how we take care of our earth. Come on guys. Um, and then three, double check your addresses, even though it was switched and yeah, I don't know anything else on that. I can't tell you don't move because sometimes you have to move. Right. But that is the Apple watch story. And I hope that you got a little bit of a laugh out of that. So Ethan and I um, and Conrad took a little getaway trip. We went to um, Louisville for just a little weekend. And it was literally probably the hottest weekend that we had. Well, maybe not all summer, but it was freaking hot. And I um, don't know why we picked that weekend, but regardless, it was very hot. Um, But obviously we had had, you know, some conversations. I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this actually going to work? Like taking the kid on a driving vacation and things really, you know, went really smoothly. Um, We had had some, you know, we've had some serious conversations, you know, about um, where this is going and, you know, what, what our future looks like. Um, Obviously we've discussed getting married and um, like our timeline for that, right? Like within the next, within the two years, two years, right? We'd like to be married. We've also talked, you know, briefly about moving in together. Um, I would like to not move while Conrad is in school Um, just because I feel like that's so many changes at once for him, right? Um, So I guess I am asking, like, 
or just venting – not venting. I don't even know if what's the right word. I'm just talking, right, on this podcast. Um, like what's the appropriate timeline? Um, and then you see TikToks, you know, that talk about, well, there is no timeline when it's the right person, which I, I agree with, right? Like you can know somebody for 30 days and get married. Like there's no rule on how long you have to be with somebody or know somebody to get married. Like shit, if you want to get married at two days, go for it, sis. Go for it. Um, there – is no timeline, like I said. So, um, have you guys ever seen Steve Harvey on TikTok? Um, he, you know, says within 167 days um, of being with somebody, you know, if you want to be with that person forever. 167 days is 167 days. It's like five and a half months. That, so like six months, like six months. You think six months is appropriate for moving in together? I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't, I don't know what the, what the standard is. What, what do you, what do you decide on before you move in together? Right. Um, one of the really big conversations that we recently had or had, um, was about, you know, finances, um, how much credit card debt do you have? How much student debt do you have? Um, not necessarily like savings accounts or anything like that, but like, and we didn't talk about like investments or anything like that, but like we talked about like insurance and health insurance for kids and um, like our lives, um, like car payments, um, house payment, car insurance, phone bill. Um, I I was very uncomfortable with that one. Um, I kind of dodged a bullet. I kept, I kept refusing to have that conversation. Um, I think that I have been so conditioned to never need a man. Let that sink in for a minute. (laughs) Um, never need a man. I think that I pride myself in being able to take care of my own things and pay for my own bills. Um, take care of myself and my child completely without needing anybody. Um, because I don't want anybody to be able to hold anything over my head. Is that a pride thing? I don't know. Is that a toxic trait that I might've, you know, learned from my dad telling me never to need a man? I don't know. Possibly. Um, I also think that's like really, um, that just really solidifies though, like why you're with somebody, right? Like I don't need your money. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm with you for a reason. I want to be with you. I don't need your money. I want to be with you. Um, but I feel like that kind of is like comforting maybe because some girls are gold diggers, right? Like some girls just want your money. Not me, not me. Don't worry. Um, but you know, he, he wanted to have that conversation because eventually, you know, your debt is my debt, you know, is what he said. You know, I get it. Um, but I also don't want to be in a situation where if things are bad that I can't ever leave. Like, I don't want to not be able to have my own money and not be able to leave. Um, and I, you know, verbalize that to him. I'm like, this is really toxic of me to say, but like, I feel like I have to have this conversation. And so I don't want to not have my own bank account, but like at the same time, like I'm fine with having a joint bank account eventually, like when we got married or something like that. Um, And I mean, again, you know, that conversation 
with him was open and welcoming and it was comfortable as much as it was uncomfortable as well. Um, I just feel like I tried to have that conversation so many times in my past relationship and it was an argument and it wasn't welcomed and it was more of a like jab or a stab, you know, it it just, it, it got exhausting to discuss the same things over and over again because I wasn't being heard. And I've seen that on TikTok too, while we're on it, um, talk about, you know, a woman is, you know, mentioning something multiple times because she's not being heard. And then she's also, you know, then she gets called nag, like she's nagging because she is mentioning it multiple times. Well, if you would have listened the first time, and that doesn't mean you always have to listen to what the woman says, right? Like don't, you don't have to change everything. Like it's not about changing, but it is about finding like a common ground. So like if you would have listened and maybe taken it like into account and thought about, hey, like this may be a good idea or we could benefit from this as a couple, right? Like what could make our lives easier? Like, why didn't you have a conversation with her about that at that point? Like, I feel like then it would have been a working effort and a team effort and it could have just been a little bit better. Um, so Conrad started kindergarten this week, yesterday, actually. And I am saying that and I'm like smiling about it, but that I didn't, it didn't really hit me until like this week or last week when I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do well with that. Right. Like. I feel like there is something that's so different about, you know, kindergarten versus preschool. Like I dropped him off at preschool and I don't think I cried. I mean, it was four days a week, two and a half hours, but this is all day, like eight to three o'clock. And like, that is just seems so long for my little baby. Um, and of course he yesterday was like, mom, did you cry? Yeah, buddy. I cried. Like, of course I cried. I cried the night before when they sent us the twas the night before kindergarten, you know, video, um, which was very sweet. And I appreciate that. Um, but it does make it a little bit easier when you know, like your parent or your kid's teacher, um, I graduated with her son and, um, I am very glad that he has a teacher with years of experience because I think he needs all the structure. Um, but he had a good first day and he said he played with his friend Cooper at recess and, you know, it's so, I'm going to cry about it. <laughs> um, it's so bittersweet and it's so great watching your kid grow up. And it's so sad at the same time. You know, you spend years one through five um, prepping them for life, you know, as much as you can. And you tell them to be kind, you know, you tell them to, you know, be nice to kids and you tell them, you know, you have to take care of your things and you have to listen and you have to do this, you know, you have to do all these things. And, You just hope that you've given them all of the, you know, tools, not even all of them because they'll learn some still, but, you know, just help them along as much as you can. And I saw somebody on Facebook, I think it was Hannah's mom, and she commented that, you know, we give them two really great things. We give them grounding, right, to know that where they come from, like their home. And then we also give them wings because at some point they have to leave the coop, like, and even go to kindergarten or go to school. Um. So I did cry a little bit yesterday morning after I dropped him off, obviously. Um, and then they, he told me that they read The Kissing Hand at school, which is funny because I just bought The Kissing Hand um, to read to him. So we read that last night. And so this morning I said, do you want me to walk you in? And he said, yeah, you walk me to my class. And so I did. And on the way there, I was like, can you kiss mommy's hand? And he said, yeah, will you kiss my hand? And I said, yeah, I will. So my little boy is growing up. <laughs> um which again is sweet and sad. 
um, it's exciting. He's going to do great things. I just know it. Um, which also I need to get on the ball, but I need to like write a letter to him and I need to be better about like sending all the pictures to his email address. Right. Like, cause as parents, you know, we see all these great things on Pinterest, but do we ever implement them? Do we ever change anything about that? What we do. So, um, on to something really off topic next, but I've been listening to the caller daddy podcast. I went back and listened to it from the very beginning and I have a long drive to work. So I have plenty of time to listen to it. And I just think it's so funny. It's so inappropriate. Like I listened to a little bit of an episode with my mom because I was telling her about it and she was like, this is horrible. And I'm like, I know Stephanie, I know it's terrible. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Um, but if you need something to listen to, that's really in, it's, it just makes you laugh, right? Like it's just a little bit funny. Um, there was one that was talking about like when you have to poop at your boyfriend's house for like one of the very first times, um, one of the very first close episodes. So I am going to touch on something else. Let me take a drink really fast. Sorry. Um, something else that I have been working on, um, with my therapist is obviously like my, you know, this is, this podcast is part of my emotional healing journey. Um, healing from trauma, um, expression of like emotions, um, versus having arguments, um, and then dependability. I also saw this Facebook post the other day and it said that it's interesting that trauma isn't our fault, but our responsibility to heal from. Let that sink in for a minute. So trauma Our trauma is not our fault, but it is our responsibility to heal from it. So I, of course, reviewed or talked about the conversation about finances and about, you know, moving in with Ethan potentially someday um, with my therapist. And, you know, she says, you know, what if you're what if your lack of dependability um, in a man or lack of wanting to give that that right or that privilege, right, um, of being able to depend on a man or letting your man know that you, you can depend on him, like you are comfortable with that, right? What if that lack of dependability, you know, comes from your dad being, you know, you know in your life? Um, as far as like even emotional availability, um, or, you know, living, you know, so far away or what has, you know, has it chose you to lead or has it, has it led you to choose, sorry, or accept the men in your life because of that, of that trauma, you know? And I don't think I've ever just been so like shocked, like by, what, what, what she said, you know, like what if, because of the way that I was raised and having, you know, divorced parents and having a dad who maybe wasn't always emotionally available or worked a lot of hours, you know, um, what if my lack of willingness to be able to depend on somebody comes from that? So I know that I have to heal from that, right? Like and when do we have to forgive our parents? Do we have to forgive anybody? No, right? But like 
doesn't make your life a little bit easier if you don't hold a grudge. Yeah. Yeah. Can you express yourself to the people who have hurt you without trying to come at them with like daggers? Yeah. You can. Um, it may hurt them because they don't want – sometimes people don't want to hear about how much they hurt you, right? That's not fair. Well, it's not fair that I hurt either. So just think about that. If you're thinking about going and seeing a therapist, I highly encourage you to do that. If you need a recommendation or suggestions on where to get started with that, reach out to me. Um, I love when I get a message in my inbox and people tell me about how much my story helps them. Um, that is why I do this. I talk about uncomfortable things because nobody does. And I think that that is really important, especially as you're navigating different stages of life. It's okay to know that other people hurt too, right? It's uncomfortable. Life is kind of shitty sometimes. So, um, I just want to say thanks guys for listening. Um, as always, (laughs) thanks for enjoying my raw, real, loving shit show life with me. Go ahead and like, follow, or subscribe wherever you like to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever your little heart desires. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week.